I'm assuming everything still looks good on the uh, in the chat there, everyone. So, oh boy, you are looking so good. Yeah, you look great, Eugene. Yeah. What? <laughs> Jake, you're looking fine. What are we talking about? You, you. were asking if everything looked good. And oh, just... shut up. Comment. <laughs> fine, I was just kidding anyway. So. Listen. You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome out to the Epic Geeky Show, episode number 81. I am your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight's opening question is, I forgot what it is, I had to look down here. Um, uh, so, uh, whenever you hear that they're going to uh, reboot, remake, or make a sequel of something, um, are you, do you usually get excited if it's returning talent, if it's new talent, or you're just like, screw it, I'm not doing it? Laney, we'll start with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They lost it. They lost it. <laughs> Completely. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Ray's <laughs> killing me. Okay. <laughs> Together until he lost it. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Okay, I'm sorry, Eugene. It's all good. Can, can I hear the question repeated once more, please? The question repeated once again is. Um, when you hear that something is being rebooted, remade, or made a sequel of, do you get what gets you excited? The fact that they're bringing talent back, the fact that they are adding new talent, or you're just like, screw it, no, I'm not down with this. I feel like if they bring talent back, I get really excited mm-hmm. because a lot of times I'm like, we're gonna reboot, blah blah blah. But here's like four really popular Instagram celebrities of today. Oh, I don't want to see. I don't want to watch that. That's not interesting to me. I get excited when they bring it back, and it's like people that I know. Like when they did like the Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. um, thing last year, even though overall it was kind of disappointing, it was nice because they brought back like all of those characters. Right, gotcha. So it was cool to see. So that if they had done like a whole new thing, I wouldn't have been interested. Gotcha, um, Chris. When. Uh... If you hear that they're remaking, rebooting, or something, uh, you know, a show, um, you know, does what gets you excited about it? The people returning, new people that you might be interested in, or are you just like, eh, whatever? No, they have to bring everybody back. Gotcha. Or I, they have to, and they, it's just, yeah. I don't like reboots. I just, I feel like they never get it right unless they pretty much start right off where it left off. Mm-hmm. And then that's not even a reboot. That would be like a sequel. It's a continuation. That's really all I want. Gotcha. Yeah. See, but that being said, if they told me that their cast of Roseanne was coming back, minus uh, what's his name? Roseanne? No, um, Carl- <laughs> her too. No, um, Quinn, Glenn Quinn. Yeah, like uh, I'd be interested in that. I know not. I know Roseanne's not the most popular show on this channel. I love Roseanne. <clears throat> I don't love Roseanne, <laughs> but I love Roseanne. Yeah, like if they did a reboot of Buffy, like, they would have to go back. Yeah, would not, I would not accept it otherwise. That makes sense. Okay. Parker, uh, how do you feel about this? Um, for a reboot or a remake, um, I want brand new everything. I don't want anyone that was there before. Because mm-hmm. then that's like a soft reboot, and it's just like either do it or don't do it. 
But if it's uh, a sequel or you know a continuation of something, then obviously I would want only the same people to come back. I wouldn't want because then you get like weird stuff where you it's like season two four years later and you have like a few different people but not everyone it's just the continuality is just messed up gotcha. continuity yeah just really bothers me that word yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm kind of like you if it's if we're i don't know sometimes though whenever they reboot or remake something i kind of like um i do like to see some people come back from time to time if nothing else just as like a you know just a um Wink to the audience. Yeah, basically. So, like, for example, when they said that they were redoing uh, Voltron, um, I was like, okay, that's, you know, I was okay with Voltron when it originally came out as a kid. But then when I heard the people who were behind it, I was like, ooh, this sounds interesting. And sure enough, it's been really awesome. Like, I've really loved the the, the Netflix Voltron reboot. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, like I like to see most everyone come back. Which, uh, when we get to the main topic, is actually why I picked what I or what I decided to do with the topic that was given to me. So, with that said, let's go ahead and get into our main topic. Um, a while back, we actually played a we we did this. We did reboot, remake, or sequel, and uh, everyone came up with a decided on a movie and uh, decided if they were going to reboot, remake it, or or do a sequel to it. This time around, I, mean, I thought, I'm sorry, what? TV show. Uh, this time, we're, yeah, this time we're doing a TV show, oh. and TV to show. Uh, uh, change it around a little bit, um, we assigned everyone. Uh, we random. I randomly drew names, and we assigned each other uh, a, a TV show that we were going to reboot, remake, or make a sequel of. Um, unfortunately, Jay can't make it, uh, but uh, he he had been assigned X Men, uh, so that was that would have been interesting to hear his take on nice. that. So. We'll have to we'll have to figure out, uh, and it was the X Men cartoon is, is what was assigned to him. So, but what, maybe we can get back with him later and find out what his thoughts on that were. So, um, that being said, uh, would anyone like to go first? Volunteer with uh, what their uh, what what their assignment was? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Randomly, randomly calling on. I'm going to call on. Uh, we're going to call on Ray. Ray. <laughs> um. <laughs> What were you assigned? Like, who assigned? What were you assigned, and who assigned it to you? So Jay, graciously not here, mm-hmm. uh, gave me a very interesting uh, one. Where I mean, if you actually think about it, it is the ultimate geek show, and that is the Muppet Babies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Hell <laughs> yeah, Muppet! Totally forgot uh, yeah. how creative that show was. It was awesome. Yeah. I remember watching the episode where they did Star Wars because, you know, they pulled in actual assets from the movie. I remember watching that as a primetime special. I was like, how did a Saturday morning cartoon get a primetime special? But it it did because you're right. It was that creative. It was that awesome. Yep. So. So now am I getting into my thing or are we just going to reveal each person's first? Uh, No, let's just go ahead. Let's just go ahead and go Go through it. And and, yeah, just so what did what did you decide to do? Did you decide to uh, reboot it, remake it or make a sequel? So I had to get into research, of course. Mm -hmm. And I I found out the top. Well, so you did a top 10 list uh, of their episodes. And I thought it was interesting. um, the, The last episode that they ever did was called the next generation and really so it's, yeah so it's an episode that uh they they pretend that they're part of star trek as well as star wars 
they're the Jetsons. Uh, and then they have, um, uh, what, what else is going on here? Anyway, so uh, Indiana Jones is in there. Um, and uh, the, was it, which dog? Rolf. <clears throat> Rolf goes to the future, uh, meets one of his grandsons. His grandson's machine kind of screws up mm-hmm. and spits out all these different variations of the Muppet Babies. <gasps> and so you have all the different episodes, uh, all these different ones that they pretended to be are all in this episode together. And I thought that was so creative. Yeah, it is. And you the story from there. Yeah. We have so much more new content to move on from with it. We've got more Star Wars. We've got more Star Trek. <clears throat> We can include a whole bunch more. So just, I would continue this story. Uh, just pick it up like it, it never left off and mm-hmm. and just continue on. So, uh, I mean, you could still have a Stan Lee cameo because he was in one of them. True. Uh, and he loves cameos. Yeah, he does. He was in the comic Capers, which is number seven on this person's list. I feel like I was a, if I were an actor, I would like to be just a cameo actor. Yeah. Just minimal amount. Yeah. That's all I would want to do. Like, where's Waldo? Yeah. It's like a day on set. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Eat for free all day, and then you shoot for like an hour. Oh, and you yeah. Go I get that cheese toast from craft services. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> do you know that they're, like, you specifically know there's cheese toast in craft yes, services? I do know that. Oh. Just to kind of go over what the, like, if you remember, if you never heard about what the Muppet is about. It was about the Muppets as little babies, obviously. Um, <laughs> and uh, they would get into these scenarios and they would use their imagination uh, to try and, you know, tell a story. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was just playtime for them. But what was really cool is that the, the show's executives or whoever, they got the uh, permission to use actual clips from the different shows that they were parodying, essentially. And, uh, and yeah, so you had Star Wars, you had Star Trek, you had uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was in there. You had, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's his name from Late Night? <clears throat> Johnny Carson was on there. Like, there's there's so many things that they could pull from, uh, from the, the, the history. They did Marvel. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man was on the, on the show. Uh, and um, at the time, they revealed it that, that it was actually the um, baby animal was Spider-Man. And, like, there was mm-hmm. these nice. different things that were really cool. Uh, they did video game one. They did... So, I mean, this is, like, the ultimate geek one that you could get in. Yeah, some of these I don't even remember. Like, I'm like, I'm going to have to go back and watch. Like, I need to see if I can find some of these and watch them with the boys because the boys might enjoy them. They yeah, are- I remember that Indiana Jones one. That was my favorite. You're on YouTube, yeah. but it's really they're they're really quality. crappy quality on YouTube. Yeah. Mm. I can find. I'm willing. To, I'm probably going to be buying the DVD if I can find it because it just there's like 170 some odd episodes. Yeah, and well, plus now they, they can record it all in 4K. It'd be awesome. Well, so what I was thinking is Netflix owns a lot of this, or obviously it's Disney that owns this stuff. Mm-hmm. If they picked it up, they could go on, and so now you can get things like Johnny Test. Voltron, Adventureland, Gravity Falls. I'm thinking Stranger Things would be kind of a cool little... Stranger Things would be awesome. And they would do that, too, because that's a very Jim Henson-y thing to do. Yeah. Chris suggested Harry Potter. 
Oh my God, yes. Uh, you have all of the MCU to pick from. Mm-hmm. You got The Simpsons, which would be kind of cool. Maybe like a daydream where The Simpsons are, you know, that type of thing. Uh, I I want to say DC, but the problem with DC right now is that they can't get their shit together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the new Ghostbusters would be kind of cool to parody and get into as well. Maybe you help that franchise out. Uh, Parks and Rec would be kind of fun to. <gasps> that would be awesome. <laughs> I that would fit so that I. very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, are uh, you thinking? Are would you stick to being animated, or would you want to do? Would you want to try to do live action? No, animated. Animated. Okay. I think animated. You can get away I, with more. Yeah, true. You can. Still using the live clips. I think that's such a clever way of doing it. You could use use different live clips from different shows and and uh, and just work it the way they did before, but just update the the animation, but still have it retro. If you know what I mean. Like I I hate when they update the, the animation. Quality. Yeah, a better quality. Yeah. But by by no means are we going CGI or anything like that. Like I think it's right. still needs to be. Just uh, good, so competent anima- animation. Yeah. I was curious, because since Muppet Babies was a thing, they've introduced different characters into the Muppet universe. And so you Would we include to- those? Yes, because I want to see animated Pepe. He's my fave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, but, and that's the thing is, you know, they tried redoing the... Um, the the, the, office, the Muppet Show, yeah. kind of like The Office. It wasn't good. Didn't oh. work. Was, I this, watched every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and and I wanted to. I just couldn't get into it. It so, was awful. So the, the last two uh, uh, shows that I thought would be really kind of cool to incorporate into this whole world would be Doctor Who. <gasps> Actually, the new one, right? Like, Oh, my God. Could, that would be so awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then just for shits and giggles I threw John Wick in there too because how cool would that be that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Muppet 3 gun stuff oh yes god. that would be so awesome <laughs> anyway I, that's my take on this whole thing it's quick and, and dirty but I mean he gave me so much to work with that I couldn't pick anything I had to pick it all Right, and it just had to be a continuation uh, because why? Why not? Right? Like it's yeah. No, I definitely. That's, that's definitely awesome. a show, especially with like a cartoon series. It's one of those things where uh, there's no reason not to continue, unless you know the story's just gone to garbage. There's no reason not to see, you know do a sequel because you can trade out some voice actors here and there if you need to. But you know, it's not like anyone's gotten older or anything like that. So, well, and and again with that uh, with that style. Uh, and with the way that they ended the series, you could just continue on the way it was, right? The the next day, they're they're right back in the nursery, mm-hmm. and then slowly introduce the new characters. They happen to join. Hey, I, we just moved here, or mm-hmm. that type. So yeah, of that'd be like the first season is reintroducing all the new people. Yeah, essentially. I, I want to watch that show. Right. <laughs> One of them could be like you could parody that Ray is you know. One of them is acting as Ray from Star Wars because she's kind of out of the loop and not really, you know, she's being introduced to me. I, I love yeah. that. Damn it, I want the show to happen now. I know, right? And then, it's, and then it's all canon. Everything. Go talk to Bob Iger. He'll pretend like he made it up, but <laughs> he'll still pay you. As long as it gets <laughs> made, right? Make yeah. their up its uh, whole stage and all that stuff uh, over in Futureland or something. There you go. 
There you go. They do have a Muppet stage. I just don't know what's going to happen to it. I'm very scared that it's going to go away. It is going to go away. Oh, and I'm going to cry and cry and cry. Do you remember? It was actually a wicked spot to cool off. So if you ever go oh. to Florida and you're ever going to go to the, it was a really nice spot. There's not a lot of people going into it. You got the theater there and you could just chill out. And, it was air conditioned. It was air conditioned. It was. <laughs> we, There's a yeah. merchandise location back there that no one is ever in, and it's really cute and looks like the Happiness Hotel from Mupp- Great Muppet Caper. So, just saying. Yeah, it. You know what though? I I really enjoyed the. Uh, and there's another one. Like you could actually get the Muppet Babies into that one, and then how cool would it be to have a, stif- a starfighter flying over you? And... Exactly. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> With Muppets. I love the Muppets. <laughs> good first start. Good job. That's Ray. a good one. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, um, thanks. To- all right, so, um, Lainey. Yes. What, who assigned you? a show and what show did they assign you i was very lucky and ray assigned me a show okay because ray's nice (laughs) (laughs) so um ray assigned me are you afraid of the dark okay which is perfect it was Um, yeah we used to watch explain it to our kids and it was like no i was terrified of it when i was a kid because i was like these are creepy stories and then i actually watched and i was like this is amazing so um i am definitely down i i like to go back and watch old episodes of are you afraid of the dark um and i just oh god i love it so much so i decided that i would like to do a reboot of the show because there's not really like a specific cohesive like ongoing storyline mm-hmm. it's almost like a sketch show kind of like you have like the intro with like the midnight society like, sketch. yeah basically you have like the midnight society meeting in the beginning and they have a little dialogue and then someone introduces a story and that's how it goes like there's not you know so like there's characters but there's not really characters mm-hmm. um so i decided i want a whole new cast yes i want an all new cast of like kids not necessarily kids that are super super popular now except okay i went i was thinking about this and i went on like two different avenues of thought so at first i was like okay well let's make it to where it appeals to like 10 11 12 year olds and then i remembered that a lot of 10 11 12 year olds don't like good stuff (laughs) so jesus then i just got they know right cray and risk Chris and Ray know. Ray and Riss. Ray and Riss. Ray and Riss. <laughs> they know. I mean, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, kids today have a very different taste in, in TV. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, so instead, I was like, you know what? We're going to reboot it, but we're going to reboot it so that adults will still want to watch it. Because, duh. Okay. Feels super good. So, I want, in the new cast, though, I want, like, people, like, um, Zendaya, I think, is a star nowadays that I think would be really good on this. Who? Zendaya. She was in Spider Man. Oh. oh. She plays MJ. MJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh she she's was a- awesome as MJ. Oh, she's really cool and she's really funny and I think she could hold her own. Um, mm-hmm. And then I want them to like use some unknown actors, but I want them to do a very specific thing of like the thing I used to love about Are You Afraid of the Dark is that all of those kids looked just like normal kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of do the same thing that they did with Stranger Things, where they just get, like, normal-looking kids. Also, if Millie Bobby Brown was on the show, I would not be mad. Um, or any of the other kids from Stranger Things. 
if Steve wants to show up, I'm cool with that too. It's fine. <laughs> Steve. Um, Cameos. See? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I, but I want, I want specifically for the Midnight Society to look like just regular kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want the same premise. It's a bunch of kids that go and meet in the woods and they're trying to get into the specific society and they tell creepy stories. Um, the only character that I want to randomly pop up is um, Sardo, who was played by Richard Dumont in the original series, the guy that owns the creepy magic shop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just because I think he's funny and I think that that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it would be a really cool Easter egg for adults to be like, "Hey, it's that guy." Okay, so <laughs> what time period are you going to set this? Are you setting this in modern day, or are you setting this? Is this a period what piece? I, like, is it going to be set back in the nineties? This is the thing that I couldn't decide. I feel like if I were making it for today's kids, I would make it like today. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because I want to make it for me. Um, and other adults, I want to set it in like the early nineties. Okay, cool. You know what's that, interesting though is is my niece is fourteen, fifteen now. Oh, anyway, she is <laughs> obsessed with the nineties. She loves the nineties right now. Um, it's very in. Yeah, she's and oh. it is in, and it, so I mean, you'd be on the pulse right now, and that would actually fit. See, you would okay. be on the pulse for. Once. The pulse. Oh, one time in your once life. Once in my whole life. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that would work, though, because, like, I don't know. It would make more sense, too, because no parent allows their kid to go sit in the middle of the woods at midnight anymore. You know, that was a... Wait, he's, where's the... We'd let Logan. She was with... She's going to live in a very different place. In a really great... Pardon? You live in a very different place. True. That's That's true. She went to an escape room yeah. last night with two of her girlfriends. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Your kid's cooler than I am. I got very stressed out when I went to one because I went with Christy and she just kept yelling, Kennedy! Like over and over again because there's a picture of John F. Kennedy on the wall. I just kept yelling at can, like, I, can I come with you guys and can we do that again? Because I want to totally do that with Christy. That sounds hilarious. It's really funny. It's just, really funny. It would stress like me the hell out because I would I would be so focused and working it made on me it. Very anxious because I was like, like they didn't complete so, it. They didn't complete so yeah, it, but they, they were like given. They were, given, had they were in the last room. They got yeah. to the last room and then they just was, ran out of time. So, yeah. yeah, but she yeah. had a fall. She loved it. So we would. I'd let we would let her. She was sleeping over at her. Yeah, if she's just sleeping over her friends and I don't know about it, sure. Yeah, whatever. Do a lot of as kids do. She must have fire. She'll be fine. It'll be fine. But yeah, like, I just, I think that would be cool. But here's the thing. I feel like if they made it, I'm telling you, I went down two very different avenues of thoughts. So I feel like if we're making it for adults now, Mm -hmm. then we can do even creepier stories and maybe throw some like I survive style stories in there. So you could have like the, the midnight club being adults meeting, talking about what happened to them as kids. Yes. That would be cool. Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. Well, yeah. wouldn't you want, cause like what scary show do kids have nowadays? Cause we had stranger. Yeah. Things. Stranger things. And that's not even for them. No, no, but Logan does love it. She does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's smart and awesome and super cool. She's that's why. Awesome. Massive crush on the the actor that plays Dustin. Like oh, yeah. huge crush on him. I love her. Because he's like, awesome. 
her heart broke at the she I danced with him. Yeah. It was, she was she was so That's awesome. I watched that sitting next to Parker and I just kept looking at him with like puppy dog eyes. I was like, but I can't just I can't Yeah yeah. <laughs> no, more, a lot of the creepy stuff is, is... No, creepy's not in for no, kids. No, not really. Like, remember it was, like, they wanted to it scare... It was a thing like, when we were kids, like, goosebumps and all that kind of cool stuff. Yeah. Like, that Even, was like, Animorphs was PG. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Gremlins was PG, so... <laughs> well, yeah. like, think about, like, Wouldn't Tales fly from nowadays. the Crypt. Like, people watch Tales from the Crypt all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had Adam's Family and Beetlejuice cartoons. Like, we watched stuff like that. And Beetlejuice is creepy. Yeah, it is. It's creepy. Well, and then Tim Burton was doing a lot of his really weird stuff then, too. And that was big, even like on the big screen, Creepy was in, too. Yeah, Creepy stuff's not as in now. No. Well, because I think a lot of parents don't want their children to To be be scared. Ah, see, now here was my next thing. Oh, boy. If we market this towards children, because... I personally think that the world is really just as scary as it was in the 90s, but I don't think kids are uh, as aware of it now as I feel like we were, because, like, I don't know, as a kid, I was very, like, Jomini Ramsey happened when I was a kid, like, that, you know, everything was very, like, upfront. Also, I probably walked in on too many episodes of Forensic Files when I was growing up, but whatever. Um maybe just a little um and so this would be a really good way to like warn kids off of like doing stupid stuff unsolved mysteries holy shit unsolved mysteries made for 11 year olds oh my god it's terrifying (laughs) robert stack she wouldn't. She just would stay at home. They, they do the dramatic recreations, but with like teddy bears and like yes. string. And I can't re. I can't. I have a hard time going back and watching Unsolved Mysteries. Can't watch it. I've never been able. It never. God, it just creeps me out so hard. But like, I don't know. I just I like the idea though of getting to tell like these creepy stories again and like you know telling them to kids and there's a lot of really good ones so i feel like if you wanted to market it towards children you could stick with a lot of the same stuff and some of the like goofier characters and it's telling creepy stories and then if you wanted to market it towards adults you could throw a little true crime in there and some really good i survive stories yep you know either way honestly it would work i mean you're right about the about not marketing anything creepy towards kids now so it would be definitely be a niche that could be filled and probably do very well Yeah. I think kids want it because, like, a lot of kids do watch Stranger Things and they really like it. I feel like that is an untapped market. Kids want it because they they search for YouTube for like the the top scary real stories of this or whatever, and that's yeah. how like uh, look at how far. Uh, what's that? Uh, Slenderman. So, yeah, that that spread like wildfire through. Yeah, that and yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's was. Oh yeah, yeah. Five Nights at Freddy. That was big. Yeah, I. It's I so think hard. there's still those kids out there that want to be scared. Yeah. Oh, no, Does definitely. It, yeah. And they can handle it. That's the other thing, too. Like, we were having, because Logan's going to be 12 in January, so yeah. we're trying to figure out how to. Where's the line? Where's the line? Where do we let her go and self censor herself? Like, okay, you're old enough now. You watch that and it freaks you out. You're, you're, you're full. on your, yeah. you're on yeah. your own. Like, I yeah. had that moment. Yeah. I saw a thing on um, Charles Manson when I was pretty young and it didn't it creeped me out but i was like very right. interested yeah. yeah so where's the line so, and we don't want to we yeah you don't, don't want to freak, sh- freak her out either. and we also don't want to shelter her so much that 
Like, yeah, yeah. Shelson gets into high school and she's got some friends that are like, you want to see some shit? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. like she needs this, to know what that shit is. Like, this hostile movie will really mess you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, knowing where my line was kept me from having to ever see a Saw movie, ever. Yeah. yeah. See, but I thought it's always good. Anyway. You gotta watch the first one, please. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, no. I absolutely do not have to. You Even like just for what it did for the genre. I don't. That first one was, a, like, it was actually really well done. Yeah, it was. That's not my yeah. thing, though. That's the whole thing. I'm like, not in, yeah, I'm not into, like, the blood and the, like, the icky, porn. gross stuff. Yep. Yeah, but, I'm not into torture porn. That's not my thing. I'm into weird, like creepy porn. stories. Yeah. yeah, like normal porn. Um, I'm into weird, creepy stories about, like, serial killers and cults and, like, what drives people to do horrible, crazy things. I remember seeing a thing on John Wayne Gacy when I was a kid and being fascinated. So, a little off topic, have you seen Mindhunters yet? Yes. We'll talk about that later. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you were disgusting. (laughs) Your girl loves to talk about some serial killers. Yeah, she does. Um, I was literally about to go. Speaking of silly ear killers, no. Um, <laughs> hey Parker, what are you up to? Yeah, Parker. Yeah. Wow. No. So, uh, so, so Parker, um, who assigned you your television show, and what did you end up going with? Uh, so I had Chris assign me Freaks and Geeks, which nice. I was very happy with. Cause... You and I both lucked out because the Canadians are nice. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, here's a thing that we know you like. Yeah. Well, no, but I didn't know he liked that. I just finished watching, and I'm like, this is a really great series, and I'm super pissed that it only got one season. So somebody's got to talk about it. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I had uh, Freaks and Geeks. So that one was pretty easy for me to talk about. Mm-hmm. And Lainey is gone. I'm still here. No, I'm still She's here. here. Oh. oh, okay, good. <laughs> um. Okay. Anyway, so. Um, as you were explaining, Freaks and Geeks kind of got a bad rap. 13 episodes? Yep. Yes, so I had one season um, in 99, 2000? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so it was cut short. Um, I think the show was ahead of its time in what it was trying to accomplish and how it accomplished a actual easy-to-watch Teen drama, essentially, is what it was, with some humor and weird stuff thrown in. Um, so I think that that show would be great now if uh, HBO picked it up. And Ooh, I like so that. my thought and the complaint that I have, and I think everyone does, is that the production value was pretty, was pretty subpar. Um, so I think if you put some and threw some money behind. Uh, someone that could direct, maybe Apatow again. I don't know. Maybe. Kind of over thinking... Apatow. Uh, by well, the way, the uh, the uh, director for Freaks and Geeks was Paul Feig, uh, who, yes. who went on to do such things as uh, Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids and so on and so forth. So, and played saying. Mr. Poole in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And, and that too. Of the Office episodes too. Yes. <laughs> So, so my thought is, that. all new people, well, I say that except for uh, Mr. Dave Allen, which was the counselor. Uh, oh, yes. Can we keep he him? He is an American treasure. Yeah, he is. Um, 
So we keep him, but other than that, everyone else is new. We put some money behind this, like really a good amount of money, um, and maybe some better actors too. Um, Do you have anybody actors. like in mind? I know because I want them to be relatively unknown people, just like they were in. Because I think that was kind of the charm. Yeah. And that you can kind of overlook a lot of the stuff was that it was kind of his first big deal. These were relatively unknown people, low budget, and they made a really good drama out of that, which yeah, was yeah. pretty cool. The other thing, too, um, I really liked about it is because I was the age, so 1999, I was turning 18, and I was the same age as these actual actors who were yeah. playing teenagers. You have to get teenagers. Yes. Can we stop casting 28-year-olds as teenagers? Yeah, yeah. no yeah. shit, well, yeah. And it yeah. gives teenagers a really unrealistic idea of what they're supposed to look like and act like and be like. Yeah. yeah. So having the teenagers act, that was one of my favorite parts. That's why I liked Freaks and Geeks when I watched it, because I watched it in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, this makes this all makes total sense to yeah. me. <laughs> These guys all look totally weird and gawky and awkward, too. Can I, yeah, can which I admit was something gawky, real quick? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Really? You should. I missed you should watch it. it. It's I, I've heard. I've been. I've been told by multiple people I need to go back and watch it, and it is on my to do list. But it's. So I missed good. it the first time. Apparently, me and a bunch of other people who would have enjoyed it missed it, and of course, that's why I only got one season. But anyway. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, all new people except mm-hmm. for the one person. Um, and I, I would think it would should be set. It would kind of make sense, like around the uh, like twenty. 15, 2016, like, political era, because there was a lot of political stuff going on. And, and now you have kids getting actually involved in stuff. Yeah, and so I would like a, like, like 80% shot-for-shot remake just set in modern times with some stuff massaged around, because you obviously can't do shot-for-shot, and, you know, stuff would be different, but I'd like to essentially just take a, a new shot at what he tried to do but throw better actors and more money behind it and give it like a real shot because I love that show because those were the kids that I hung out with in high school. Yeah, they were. Uh, you and yeah. both friends. Oh, Quinn. Because Quinn is so, he's so awkward socially. He just doesn't mm-hmm. get it. I saw Martin Starr. He's like... It's perfect. <laughs> Martin Star yeah. is my... Like, yeah, Bill Haverchuck exactly. is a treasure. Yeah, he... Oh, it's that so fucking dance he does. That's a dance yeah. I do when I find out there's donuts in the break room. I yeah. love it. And that's <laughs> the so that's what I love about that show is the you know there are some good there are good actors obviously in the show and they carry that quirkiness of especially if you were around those people or you hung out with burnouts and nerds like that was those were your peoples. So I just I yeah. So that show will always have a soft spot. I want it done right. Yeah. And I want it done now. Damn it. But I like the idea, though, of keeping, like, doing, like, the same themes, but throwing in, like, modern issues. Yeah, I was going to say, because the have... show was set in the 80s, so would you would you keep it in the 80s? Would you move it to the 90s, or would well, you like, set it to present day? Late 70s. Um, no, I, I would move it to, like, last year. Yeah. Because I want them to, those, that, those type of people, to handle the problems that we had. Because yeah. there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of political upheaval stuff. They were still talking about the war. We can still talk about wars. We can talk well, about all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of parallels. So. Opened up a lot of good like dialogue between like the parents and the kids. 
And I like that a lot. And then you could have that same thing and make it more relatable and have a whole new generation of kids that could identify with it. Yeah. And they could do the whole sit down at the dinner table thing because, you know, mom wants to bring it back to the way it used to be when she was growing up. Yeah. So I like like that old setup, too, is really, really nostalgia-y, which is kind of fun. I love that show. So that's my answer. I want to watch it right now. Very cool. Good job. Good job, sir. Thanks, guys. Well done. Can we get this uh, video? Like, can, can we get somebody, a, pr- a producer of some sort, watching this video so that we can? I, I would love to get <laughs> yes. that to <Yeah>. fly. <laughs> Listen, we can be your idea people. We'll be your think tank. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just supply us with snacks Here. and beverages. Yeah. All we need just some snacks and some help. <gasps> you have Ultra's chips. Yes, I do. Oh, and plus, now it, guys, just need ten episodes nowadays. We don't even need yeah. a full. Yep. Shit, we can even do six. We can do like a half half season. Do you know what blows my mind? Is the fact that like with all the stuff that's getting made now because of like Hulu and Netflix, that like people have not already had these ideas and done them. Or they yeah. have hasn't been done. Like that's the part that hasn't like how yeah. has it not been done yet. Like I feel like we're in a true golden age right now because like there's so many more avenues that are open. Bro, no. we're still running on that golden age. How awesome yeah, is that? It's like ten years later, and yeah. we're still we still got it. Oof. Yeah. Well, and like like we were talking about uh, about Netflix, they're just getting started. Once they lose Disney completely, yeah. they're just getting started. I, I think they're gonna really try and take on uh, HBO. Uh, oh well, yeah. They would be yes. the only ones that would be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. No one else could do it. Hulu can't do it. Not yet. No, they don't have the money yet. Not yet. Hulu, not yet Hulu, the... Yeah, give Hulu five years. Mm-hmm. Well, and like Amazon. Hulu. Amazon's getting several under its belt as well. And Lord knows they've got I... tons of money. Oh, I am yeah. so thankful for Amazon for bringing me Transparent. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Transparent. Oh, oh, first season, but holy cow. I, so I would <laughs> say thanks for Top Gear version two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Top Gear. <laughs> it's coming back next month. Season two, but it's not Top Gear. It's the Grand Tour, but it is it's Top Gear. Same thing. Hey, top yeah. Gear, though. <laughs> it's so good. Well, I mean, yeah. Netflix announced over the U.S. Thanksgiving um, that um, the rebooted version of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is getting a second season. So, so excited. Yeah. So, because that, oh my God, oh, that yeah. show was, that, I was going to ask Felicia Day about that. And I just was so focused on the other question that I forgot. And it's kind of starstruck. Precious, anyway. precious Felicia. Yes. So, um, Chris, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? Yes. All right. Chris, who assigned you your show and what did you go with? Well, Miss Laney gave me my show because she's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I also really wanted to know what you had to say. (laughs) (laughs) She gave me the Adams family. Nice. Perfect. And I kind of panicked a little bit because I'm like, oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. She got really excited, and then she's like, oh, I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, it's like climbing Everest. Like, you know you got to do a good job and everything. It's hard. <laughs> so, really, what I thought of was, uh, so right now what's popular is um, continuations of stories, but with the children now as adults. So, like, you have Fuller House now, Girls, <gasps> Raven. So, I was going to do Wednesday... And Joel, because Joel was her boyfriend from Addicts Family Values. Are you excited? I'm so excited. 
so Wednesday and Joel, except Joel it has taken Wednesday's last name because that's kind of many is. Yeah. Obviously, who wouldn't want to be I, an Adams? Yeah, and they have, uh, so they live uh, in California with their twins. So they have a boy whose name is Joel Jr. And the girl's name is Kali because she's the goddess of destruction. And they're in junior high. So I was, <laughs> so I was thinking Wednesday could be an award-winning novelist and she writes paranormal murderous, murder mysteries centering around the Bermuda Triangle. I would have read every one of them. (laughs) Joel has a tech company startup, so now they live in Silicon Valley. So that in its of itself, you get these goths living in Silicon Valley, which bunch of tech hipsters. Just, Mm -hmm. I'm so into it. It's like that Portlandia sketch. Mm -hmm. So Gomez and Morticia still at the as it starts. uh, Gomez and Morticia still live at the Adams Mansion, and Fester and Dementia. So Dementia was. she introduced was, in the last movie as well. Yeah, at the last movie in like the last scene at this ball. Yeah. Um, so they got together. They live next door and they have six kids. Um, of course. Of course. Why not? And Pugsley, um, bless his little heart, he's trying to be a sea pirate. And of course, Morticia and Gomez are super supportive and proud of him. So in the first <laughs> episode, uh, Gomez and Morticia decide to buy uh part of Joel's startup tech company and they too moved to Silicon Valley. Ooh. So that's as far as I got. I'm like, I can't do this. Or I'll just be scribbling things down and I won't be able to read it anymore. <laughs> oh, I so love it's like, this show. So it's like a little bit of, uh, um, uh, the hillbilly. Sh- oh, uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Beverly, yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. Hillbillies. Like yes. juxtaposition. That's great. Here's what, here's what I see this being. I see this being, the Adams family meets modern family is what I see this being <gasps> cutting back and forth between the stuff that's going on with Morticia and, and stuff and how they, they have their own side plot and then how everyone, the kids have their own side plot and how they all intermingle and so like mockumentary style. Or are we kind of going like two I, camera style? No, yeah, I have you seen um, life in pieces. No, I haven't. So life in pieces is a sitcom, but it's done in like four acts. So uh-huh. each act is like a, and it's based around this family parents and three siblings they're all adults and they're just their life and how it sort of it's separate but connects mm-hmm. just like four acts of just this family and what they have to deal with i i like that show. Anyways. i love that yeah that would be are so they awesome. uh, are they uh, aware of the camera or is this straight no, up like sitcom so gotcha okay i'm into that so yeah, and i assume this is live action correct oh yeah okay yeah. and it's a set today i guess yeah, I would think. Well, or last couple years, or in the two thousand, like the early tech boom. Oh, oh, early tech oh, boom I would be like good. that. That would okay. be good. That early tech yeah. boom would be good. Mm-hmm. Also, it would be hilarious to like watch like Wednesday have to go with Joel to like meetings and stuff like in like nicer parts of California. Mm-hmm. Or having what I picture Wednesday is having to deal with um, like fans of hers coming up to the street just talking about how do you come up with your ideas fanning her with like emotions great great so basically murderinos stalking her yes (laughs) like me yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you come up to wednesday adams you just pour your heart out and she's like i love you so much and i know she's not going to give me anything back and it's okay i don't want her to (laughs) she's just like thank you i love it oh my god i love it (laughs) <laughs> I'm really happy. 
Oh my gosh, I love this. Also, can we talk about the fact that I love Chris because I knew when I gave her the TV show, I was like, she's going to incorporate canon for the movies because she knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Awesome. Because, yeah, have to have watched them enough. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I quote um, Adam's Family Values every Thanksgiving. You know, I think I've only... I know I've seen the original the, Adam's Family twice. Yeah. I think I've only saw Adam's Family Values once. Village Town. <laughs> really? I've yeah. actually seen Adam's Family Values more times than I've seen the original Adam's Family. Really? Uh, uh, it's it both came 50, on TV right. more. Oh, okay. 50-50. Yeah, it's about 50-50 for us because it's a staple house. So yeah. Nice. Well, kids have to watch whether they like it or not. Yep. Most of the time they just leave. I love, I love yep. the original... I could watch more Tisha Adams be more Tisha Adams for hours. Oh, Angelica Houston. Oh, my God. Just born for that role. <laughs> yes. But you would have to get, um, I feel like for, you would have to get unknowns for this. With maybe oh. the the Morticia and, um, well, you can't, you, have, you obviously have to recast Gomez because Raul Julia is. You have to recast, but damn, I hate to be that actor. Cause yeah, that's a big shoes to fill. That would be some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Is it weird that I actually think Antonio Banderas could do a good job with that? Oh, he could. Could that's probably could. the only acceptable answer. Yeah, because he could. He could <laughs> the he only played, acceptable answer. He almost played a version of that in Spy Kids. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So now, would you go the uh, Back to the Future two route and like flip them upside down so you can't tell? It? No. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh my god! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez, <laughs> are you? Yes. Oh my god! I could I could cast this thing all night. I know. I was trying to think who who I would want as Wednesday, and it would be like Kristen Ritter. Just yeah, she, she's just so naturally pale and thin. So <laughs> would we be and having she do that dead behind the eyes really well? Dead or like because she's got really great resting bitchy face. Uh, yeah, she's a very still actress. Yes. There, you need so would there be a, like CGI or is this going to be practical effects? You, you might have to with Thing. Right. Well, well, yeah, that's kind of my main thing I was getting to. But uh, no, you no real. Because then it just makes it that much. Yeah. Lurch mo- would move with Gomez and Morticia, right? Bobby's. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and there's there's actually a scene. I mean, they could. Uh... So there's uh, Wednesday trying uh, interviewing people to be the the keeper of the house. My God! Oh my God! All those like LA style like assistants and stuff. Oh my God! I want to watch this show. <laughs> They're that trying. Would be awesome. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> Love that. She's asking him, "What would you do? How would you handle a dead body?" Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Love this. See, now I'm scared because, like, okay, so um, I was tasked with uh, Firefly, and uh, Mr. Parker's the one that, Mr. Parker's the one that gave me that one. Um, yes. I don't envy you. No, it's a holy grail he gave me. and I'm like, Which is why I, get, I wanted to know what you thought should happen. All right, so um, that being said, so... <laughs> Everybody's just how badly did Eugene fuck this? Okay, so um, but there's no wrong answer. There's really not. Well there's, actually there is. There are several wrong answers. And the first two wrong answers are doing a reboot and a remake. Um 
Eight? No. Oh, I'd argue that. I think. I think. Every, I think you would immediately get lynched if you said, "Oh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do you know, Fireflies coming back, and we're remaking it," and people would be like, "No, fuck you." Um, so, <laughs> I thought, I thought the only way I could do this would be to do a sequel. So that's what the that's the that's what I went with. Now, the, there's another reason why I decided to do um, to to go the way that I did. Um, so, putting Serenity in this, or we yeah, Serenity, that's, didn't Serenity yeah. has to be canon. Yeah. Okay. So here's why I'm doing a sequel. Mm-hmm. And it is going to focus on no one from the original. And the reason is um I don't want to live in a universe or play in a universe of Firefly where Walsh is not here. Yep. I right. can't. Oh yeah, I can't. That broke my heart. That was that was my one thing. I was like, nope, not doing this. So uh, what I decided is, uh, my, I'm, well, I'll get to that in a second. So it's 10 years later. Uh, I had to double check on stuff, right? So after the events uh, of Serenity, basically uh, the Alliance is falling apart. And uh, it has you know, it started falling apart basically because of the movie Serenity, all the events that happened in Serenity. And um, it's, a new resistance of, uh, it's a new resistance group formed uh, from the independents. So basically, the brown coats are like, it's time. It's our time. We need, you know, it's our time to, to step back up. Um, and we're going to focus on a new group of smugglers. These smugglers are going to be getting resources to the resistance. Um, and I, I figured at this point, uh, you know, you could have cameos from the people who want to do cameos come back. Um, Mal, for example, could show up as a, you know, a higher level. Um, Probably not a general, but maybe, you know, like definitely a higher level captain maybe within the resistance. So he shows up or, you know, we throw around these names from time to time. So, um, but I came or I came up with totally new characters for this. Um, so, and I was like, I can't, you know, these can't be carbon copies of the people who are on there. So the first one I came up with was Captain Mark Singer. We're just going to call him Sing. He idolizes the old independence. Um, um, but, and, but, you know, he wants nothing more to be a brown coat. He's not a brown coat, but he wants nothing more to be up than to be a brown coat. So he idolizes everything about that. So he does everything he can to make himself to be a make himself out to be a brown coat. So, um, so first, do any of these uh, new characters are they um, related to anyone in the nope, show I didn't, or I didn't any ties at all? I didn't want to go down that route. Nope. I'm going. Yeah, fair enough. I'm okay. going TNG on this. Okay. Fair enough. So. Um, <laughs> We've got uh, first mate Edward uh, Tobin. We're just gonna call him Tobin. He's an older guy. He's the father finger, uh, father figure of Singh. Father finger. Yeah, there you go. Um, he has oh, we're a going deep territory here. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a deep hatred of the Alliance for killing his family. So there's his kind of tie into why he's doing this. We have pilot Michelle Walker. She's a smartass. She's sexy. Uh, she's a hot shot pilot. You know, she's like, oh, I'm in the pilot seat. I can get it done. Uh, mechanic Jason Osborne introverted genius geek you know we Um, got that character um now here's where i i I kind of like i was like all right we had to have kind of a twist in here so our mercenary is basically his name's gonna be dak he's a former reaver oh yeah yeah um he takes meds to keep everything under control so of course you know we have these episodes where shit it's been 24 hours dak's meds are wearing off how are we going to handle this type of thing 
Uh, but that might seem extremely aggressive and extremely strong. So we've got, you know, we've got a brute that we can we can do things with. So um, I like that. We have therapist Vanessa Reinhardt, a former Alliance researcher. She joins the crew late, maybe probably not until maybe the end of the pilot, maybe the second episode or whatever. Um, she's interested in Dax's mind. So the reason why she's there is she's basically like, you know, I want to research this and see if is there something we can do to reform the Reavers. Um, she's not trust. She's not trusted by Ed because he hates the Alliance and she or the uh, and she used to work for him. So, uh, but she likes sing. So we kind of got the love interest there. Uh, and then I threw in a couple other people. We've got uh, Jen and John uh, uh, West. They're a uh, gay couple. Uh, they're outgoing. Uh, they're saving money for their retirement, which is just just one more one more heist, one more heist, and of course, you know, one uh, more heist. Yeah, one more big one. Heist. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, and they're always planning on yeah after this one, we're not you know we're done with it, but you know they always seem to keep hanging on. So, um, and then at the end of the first episode, um, Singh decides that he's going to name his new ship. It's an updated version of the ship, but it's very close to uh, the older style. Uh, because he he loves being he wants to be a brown coat brown coat so much and just loves everything he's going to name his ship the Serenity and that's why the name of the series Hello. is Serenity. So um, there you go. I, like I said, I was like I have to go TNG on this because if I I don't know who all I could get back and even if I got some even if I got one or two people back the whole time you're going to be thinking well why didn't they bring back this person why didn't they bring back this person no that's the right way to go with that show. So. But can I can I suggest one thing though? Sure. No. In every episode, <laughs> there has to be at least a flash, kind of like um, Seinfeld did with Superman. There has to be a, a bust or picture of Nathan Fillion, and you just in every episode, there has to be at least that one would in so the work out well because, like I said, because the captain is is so in love with brown coats, See, everything brown coat. That's what I'm thinking. That yeah. would be epic, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know the nerds would go crazy over an Easter egg every yep. episode. Every episode, so. looking for that, looking for that yeah. bust. I guess yep. the pilot, the the way you reveal that he's obsessed with the brown coats is he has a shrine and he's talking to himself and trying to boost himself. That, yes. Or you even have, or you even have Nathan Fillion doing it as as you know talking him up and all that stuff. But yes. it's in his, head. in his head. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, like I said, we could have. <laughs> You know, we could have, you know, the people who we want to get back that we can get back show up for different, you know, episodes or, you know, different, you know, uh, they show back up, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, but, you know, we're not dependent on that and we can keep going. And like I said, the biggest thing is, um, you know, it, the whole time you'd be like, well, why didn't they bring back this person? Why, and we sure as hell can't recast. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't recast. So like I yeah. said, when you when you gave me this, I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> So, but thank you for giving I like, me because I had to do a lot of thinking. I I really enjoyed the research on this one. So, I like that. I watched that show. Well, thank you. Yeah. So pretty good. Well done. Well, all right. So, uh, yeah, go on. Well, I, I have a question about that. Would it be like regular cable, Hulu, Netflix, HBO? Like, what are we miniseries? Ah, see, I would like to see regular this. series. I would like to see this on. As much as Fox is apparently doing all right with the Orville right now, no. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know if I see this being Netflix. I, I almost see this being something like uh, Amazon or Hulu, like saying, all right, yes, absolutely, we'd love to do this, and then like pouring a shit ton of money and effort into it because they know this might be their big, their their flagship. You know what I'm saying? I could yeah. see Amazon doing that. Yeah. So. Definitely. The could, thing to bring people over. Like, hey, we also have stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Look what we got. Yeah. So, but yeah, this would definitely, um, I don't see this being on, on cable. So this would definitely be a, uh, a, um, Hulu Netflix type thing. So I guess well, cable is kind of dead. Especially because the first show didn't do well on. Yeah. So yeah. I guess you wouldn't want to shoot it before it even starts. Yeah. So all those normies on watching it on cable, right? Yeah. Maybe they would actually show it in the right order. Yeah. No joke. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> Have cable anymore? Yeah, what? People do. There are people. Normies. That's who. Or those pe- or those people who have figured out to call their their cable company and they're like, "Please take cable. We'll cut down your internet bill." Like, ah, all right, cool. All I've right. Al- I have almost done that. I have almost thought about taking one of those deals, going to pick up the box, and then just promptly putting it in the closet. <laughs> and be I, like, "That's what I." That's what I have. As, I kept, as long as my internet would, would be cheaper, yeah, I would I would think about doing that. So, yep. But well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is our episode for the evening. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our picks and pans. Would anyone like to go first? I'll go. All right, Lainey, what is your pick and or pan? Um. So I've had a very um, murderous couple of weeks. Not to say that anything's happened. Um. I got to go to a live taping of my one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder, a couple weeks ago in Dallas, mm-hmm. and that was really cool. Um, and then this last week, um, this is my pick, by the way. This last week, um, I finished Mindhunter. I started watching it actually with Parker, and then I, he and I both finished it this week. So it's been a very like serial killer heavy week. Um, Mindhunter was super good though, by the way, I have two picks. So Mindhunter was like stupid good. I really, really loved it. Um, it was really, as a murderino, um, I know a lot of like little facts about a lot of these like serial killers and stuff. And so when they talk about them and I hear them mention little things, it's kind of fun because I'm like, I knew that. Oh, I know about that. I know who that guy is. Yeah. Um, I got really upset because I was watching Mindhunter with Parker and I kept trying to figure out who one of the dudes was and I won't spoil it but I thought he was one serial killer and he wasn't and then I felt like a sham because I guessed wrong (laughs) Um, yeah I know I was like don't tell anybody that I said this person (laughs) Um, uh, but my like my big pick for this week so obviously there was news this week that uh, Charles Manson died which And good fucking riddance, man. Um, enjoy that deluxe condo in hell, you motherfucker. <laughs> but um, I, Charles, the the Charles Manson murders. Um, those were the things that got me into true crime when I was a kid. I remember seeing a documentary or some kind of twenty twenty special or something on him when I was pretty little. Well, too little to be learning about serial killers, right? Um, <laughs> or cults or any of the other horrible stuff that he that he was into um and like that was the thing that like really pulled me in because i was fascinated and could not understand like what all the hubbub was about this dude and i just needed to know everything about him um 
Hubbub. You're welcome. So, with his passing, um, something popped. I listen to a lot of podcasts, obviously. And one of the, um, I had heard tell of this, like, mini-series. But there's a podcast called You Must Remember This. It's really good. It's all about, like, old Hollywood and um, a lot of the weird stuff that's gone on in, like, the very first, like, century of Hollywood as it was coming up, which is really which is fascinating to me in itself. Mm-hmm. But they did a series, the girl that does it, she did a series called uh, like all about Charles Manson and all about his like coming uh, like it, it starts with his childhood. It talks about like him coming to California and like how he got involved like with um, different celebrities. I didn't know he had a tie to the beach boys, but he did like stuff yeah. that I didn't know anything about I just I was floored by it it's a super good mini series they have extracted it from you must remember this and have like made it kind of its own thing because of the death of Charles Manson mm-hmm. um you should definitely check it out if you're into this kind of stuff it's so good the production on it is beautiful it's so well done and the girl that does it Karina Long yeah. something like that do what is it Karina Longworth? Yes. She's okay, amazing. Yes. She is amazing. She writes these and like produces them and they're beautiful. Like it's so well done. It's such good storytelling. Um, but yeah, really good stuff. I listened to like six episodes in like a day and had to stop because it's really dark and I needed a minute. Um, but <laughs> I like, I was like, okay, I got to take a break. Um, but so, so good. Like, I've learned stuff that I had no idea about. Like, apparently he totally could have easily have murdered Candace Bergen. That was like, it was that close to happening. Like, it's crazy. It's really interesting. So if you're interested in this kind of true crime stuff, or if you're interested in even like cults or whatever, any kind of spooky, anything super fascinating to listen to really cool stuff to find out. Um, and just a cool understanding of how closely tied he was to LA in the sixties which is kind of a cool thing to, to learn about in itself. So, yeah, that's my pick. Go check it out. You must remember Manson. It's really good stuff. So I'm excited. I'm going to dive into the rest, too, of that podcast because it sounds like stuff that I'm very into. Well, very cool. Very cool. Uh, Ray, do you, you have a pick or pan? Uh, two picks. Uh, so at the beginning of our Fancy. show, I don't think we were broadcasting, but we did introduce our new pop. Poppers! Poppers. <laughs> so uh, his name is Wicket, and uh, he looks like a cross between Yoda and, uh, and Ewok. Or a more. gremlin? Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's, a cute one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't feed oh. after midnight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mogwai. Yes. <laughs> so that's our pick. He's uh, he's having a snooze. Otherwise, I'd bring him out again. But, uh, Sleepy bull bear. Sleepy bull bear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second is I, I really so I came across this comic. I don't know how long ago. Um, I haven't been able to find it to buy it, but uh, Tag and Bink. If you are not familiar with Tag and Bink, you got to check it out if you're a fan of Star Wars at all. Hmm. <clears throat> because Tag and Bink explain a lot of plot holes from the original series 
It is not canon. I wish, I wish that they would make them canon uh, because it is hilarious. It's these two stormtroopers that accidentally make things happen that move the plot along. And uh, in the original uh, series, and and I think it's fantastic. They, it was really smartly written, and uh, I think it's only like four four uh, books. But uh, if they even if they made like a television series or something like that, I, I think it would be hilarious. So, what is yeah. it called again? Tag and Bink. Tag and Bink. Okay. Tag. Yeah. Tag and Bink. I like that. I'm yeah, look that up right now. Yeah. Chris, do you have yeah. a pick or pan for the week? Yes, I have two picks, and one of them is the exact same as Ray's. No, you can't take it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so, our puppy, he's so sweet. He's uh-huh. the puppy ever. He's, he's so him. cute. The kids love him. The kids, I think he might be exhausted because the kids wouldn't leave him alone today. And Logan constantly is picking him up. Even when she's Tuckered out. Well, she's supposed to be taken out to go pee, and she—I find her just carrying him. Like, Outside. No, he has to pee. <laughs> nice. Um, but he's been—he's so sweet. We picked him up yesterday, and he had a really long day. But he's been doing really well, and he's—he's he's fit in oh, yeah. really well, and I just love him. Awesome. <laughs> and I picked him out. Yes, yeah, just picked him out. Nice. And he doesn't look like any of his others. He has. He's the genetic like, freak out of the, out of the litter. So it's, he doesn't look like his parents. He doesn't look like any of his sisters. Yay! Those are the best or ones. Or his brother. He just because we wanted this specific kind of breed. He's a Havishon, and they look like Ewoks, which is why his name's Wicked. But he doesn't look like Havishon. He looks nothing like them because he's got a bunch of recessive stuff going on, and he just looks completely. He's just a little, little goober. Oh yeah, my boy. But he's <laughs> going to be really little. He's only going to. He if might he's be lucky, ten pounds. Well, no, he'll be ten pounds if he'll. He's lucky if he gets to be about fifteen. I say, how uh, how old is he now? He's two months old. Two months. Nine weeks on Sunday. Nice. That's a little puppers. Yeah, it is a little pupper. Yeah. He weighs three point six pounds. Oh my god! Oh, that's little. That's less than my cat. That's about yeah. what. Uh, Alex weighed in when he was born. Oh, oh. he was like a little overcooked chicken. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. And Eugene was the first one to say that. <laughs> yep. My other pick is we, uh, or I, just finished the um, Bobiverse series. We are Bob. Ooh. Just this one. And it was so good. Yes, it Sean was. Sean told me that it was one of the best wrapped up trilogies he's ever read. And, and he was. was right. He was very right on that one. It was so good. What I like about it was they wrapped it up, but they left it open. I, yes. But so. it didn't feel incomplete. Like I'm satisfied no. if there was never another book. I'm good. There's never another I'm book. Good, it was totally good. But I like that it leaves it open too. Yes. So I'll just leave it at that. It was just amazing. It's one of the best series I've read in a really long time. That I actually liked the Red. ending. Red. <laughs> audiobook. That I actually liked the ending because there's been a couple of series where I've really gotten into the first two books. I mean, third. Such a lunchbox let down where yeah. I was like, I wanted to write a very angry letter. To yes. Because yeah. you put in all that time and you don't get jack shit out of it. Yeah. No, it makes 
the first two books, you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. This writing is so creative. The character, I love the story. Well, uh, Allegiant, or no, not Allegiant. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Divergent. Divergent series is... is oh, jeez. Uh, such a creative beginning. A middle was like, okay, we were going somewhere, and then that ending just sucked. <sighs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even make it through the second book. I, I gave up. Yeah, I mean, it's, I still had hope at that point. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, which is disappointing because that first book was that's oh, some good material. Yeah. yeah, shut up about it. He read it first. And he wouldn't stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I had to read so it. She read it. Yeah, I got to the end. Yeah. Sorry, uh, we're we're getting into marginal geeky stuff. Here. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and. and Oh. Just, just to say, like uh, the guy that reads, it's Ray Par- Porter. Yeah, like I've gone on to audio Audible again just to see what other books he he reads to to see what other oh, ones. He's I would such a he's good a job. Fantastic mm-hmm. so voice actor. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Parker, do you have a pick or pain for the week? Uh, I sure do. I have a, a singular pick because I don't have a pupper. Um, <laughs> So there's this video game that I've been following for the past couple years now. Uh, it's called Star Citizen. And they just did a very large release of their 3.0. They're still in alpha, but they let people come in and play and stress test all their stuff. But they just released their 3.0 um, patch to a larger test audience. And it's amazing. And you can land on planets um, and fly around in a spaceship and have your friends man different consoles and shoot things. Um, oh, nice. The video game, yeah, it'll still be another probably two full years before it's released, probably to a beta, but mm-hmm. the they set up stuff um, that has never been done before. Basically, what we were promised in No Man's Sky is going to actually happen and then some in this game. Um, so, yeah. If you haven't, if you like spaceships, if you like outer space stuff flying around, um, just check it out. Said so it's a slow burn. Um, give another couple years before you're expected to actually play like a full fledged non buggy game. Right. But that's my pick because it's everything I've ever wanted in a space sim. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's my pick. Very good. Um. Yeah. I too have two picks for this week. Um, the first one is uh, Mario Odyssey. What the hell? Okay, sorry. I'll only no, pick one. no, no. Everyone else has two, and I only had one. Oh. <laughs> it's all good, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. My first pick is Mario Odyssey. Um, my God, this game is so much fun. It is. It, it is a. It's like they took all of the joy from all of the Mario games leading up to this point and just made this layer cake, and it's just. Layer after layer after layer of just awesome Mario-ness. And I have so much fun playing it. I have fun playing with my boys, but, it, man, it is so much fun to play. Um, and then my second pick is uh, Justice League. Um, the critics have thoroughly thrashed this movie, and I can see why. But Because uh, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, like the tomato meter is like at low 30s, high 20s or whatever for it. But if you look at the audience... There's almost 10,000 people, and it's at 86%. So, yeah, there's definitely a a big divide there. I understand, watching the movie, I understand why the critics didn't like it. That being said, um, it's fun, it's colorful, it's 
it's enjoyable. It's what a comic book movie should be. And um, they definitely learned their lesson from Wonder Woman. The question is, is is it going to make enough money that they're going to continue on making it? Uh, it's made over $100 million in the U.S., over $200 million worldwide. Um, I know the budget's $300 million, um, so I know they're close to actually making that. Of course, you know, then you have to figure out how much they actually make and all the other Hollywood BS that goes into it. But um, I, I'll be on at this point, if they say we're going to get another DC movie, I would be on board. I this is two in a row for me, and here's the other thing that's really interesting. Um, I'm actually interested in going back and watching Batman versus Superman the special edition now, because the stuff that was brought up in this movie calls heavily on it and doesn't break any rules. They don't introduce some wild BS stuff. It actually makes the other movies make more sense. And I'm like, wow, they did a really good job with this. And like, like I said, I had a I had a really fun time watching it. Um, do stay if you do watch it. Do stay till the very end of the credits because there is a a stinger at the very end, and it's um, I, I I can't talk about it because it'd be spoilery. But um, if they could continue on with what they with, with what we got at the very end, I would be very interested to see where this DC universe goes. So I'll just say that. As Ooh. always, uh, you can find us on the Epically Geeky website, epicallygeeky.com. You can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also watch the show live on YouTube. We usually record every other uh, Saturday night, uh, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Um, if you are listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, um, please give us a five-star review. It definitely helps out, helps get the word out there. I'm actually looking to try to get us on a couple more services. Um, I went to Austin Comic Con last weekend and got to sit on a panel about podcasting and they were talking about, you know, some other services you might want to get your podcast on that should help. And I'm like, okay. So, um, and then of course we have other shows on the network. We have the marginally geeky show. We're going to be recording a new episode of that. Uh, not this coming week, but probably next week. And, uh, if you are listening to the marginally, uh, marginally geeky show, uh, originally we were going to, uh, do, um, off to be the wizard, but we decided to do a wrap up show and talk about all of the books that some of us weren't able to finish when we initially recorded the, uh, episodes. So just kind of a catch up and to talk about anything that we might've missed in those conversations. So, um, it'd be, be a good, good, good way to get caught up with everything we've been reading. So, and then supposedly a new episode of Epic Rhythm and Brews will be recorded here. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're supposed to record one tomorrow. Alrighty. Yep. So, uh, and then you can find us online in our individual wacky adventures. Where can we find you online, Lainey? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's a Lainey bird. Uh, Ray, where can we find you online? Uh, you can't right now cause I'm not posting anything right now cause it's just been too crazy. Uh, but I will start posting something at all. Good deal. The Lake Life, uh, artist and... I don't know. It's just Lake Lake Party. See, that's how long it's been. I don't remember. Yeah, right. he does, the man doesn't even know. I know, Lake right? Uh, and then I do have uh, a web page, uh, or sorry, a Facebook page for uh, some of the art that I do. And that is uh, just search for Raymond Andrew. Uh, one of the artists list is there. Um, and I, I'm working on some skateboards right now, uh, which is you know fun and new, and we'll see if I can get them done. Cool. Uh, lack of sleep uh, pending, so we'll <laughs> yeah. Chris, we can't find you online except for the shows, right? That's right. I love that. 
Uh, and then Parker, same thing. You can find you can find us here on Epically Geeky, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. You can find them on Rhythm and Brews and the Marginally okay. Geeky Show. So, well, I mean, like just like on the website in yeah. general. So mm-hmm. I'm there. And then you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 